950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Dr. Joe Eastman is our COVID expert. We've had him on the air here for a few years. He has worked for NASA. He's worked for the LTER. He's worked for Colorado State University. He's currently part of the University of Texas Austin COVID modeling team. Lives in northern Minnesota and is kind enough to join us today to talk about the latest he has to deliver. Hi, Dr. Joe. Hello, Matt. How are you doing this Friday? I'm doing well. You had your power was out this morning? What was up with that? Uh, I have no idea. We're still experiencing winter up here. About 40-mile-an-hour winds. It's cold. Snow. (laughs) Stop. Uncle. <laughs> well, I, I like uh, Brittle Star, the Canadian comedian. I love his comment. He said, uh, you know, it's not spring. It's hungover winter. And that's, <laughs> that's what we got. We got hungover winter right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, it, it, it reminds me of a couple of years ago where we didn't have spring. We just jumped instantly into oh, summer. So. <laughs> it is, we're we're going to do the same thing again. As a matter of fact, I was looking at uh, kind of mid-April. It still is only going to be mildly above 50. By that time, it should be 60, and all of a sudden, I guarantee you, what's going to happen, we're going to have, it'll be, you know, you know, all of a sudden, a 20-degree jump, and we won't get cold again. And that's and that's, that's a jarring, you know this as well as I do with health things, that's actually pretty jarring on the system. And as people get upset about daylight savings time, yep. you have these instantaneous 20-degree switches. You have a lot of people who die because of that. You, you're, you're precisely right. I mean, uh, your, your whole microclimate is... is uh, kind of a, a, a effect on your health. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's not good. <laughs> hey, hey, I, um, okay, so I, I, there, I want to get into your report today a little bit. I read through this earlier, and I'm like, okay, doke. Uh, we got some things we got to talk about. But overall, I want to kind of get your assessment. We, we've had COVID. We still are having deaths. We still are having some problems out there. It's not as bad as it was. But, you know, overall, I mean, obviously there's the concern about COVID reemerging or a new disease emerging. But in regards to where you're feeling, are, 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 you, are you coming down a little bit or are you still just really on edge saying that this is just too much of a dangerous situation? Yeah, there's, uh, there's quite, a, quite a group of us that are still, um, we're not uh, uh, singing unicorns and puppies right now. Um, <laughs> my brain is going about a hundred miles an hour in the last week of all the stuff I've been reading. And, uh, um, I, I have a, I'm pretty apprehensive right now. Um, what we're getting lulled into is what I believe is a kind of a false sense of security in many ways. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, I kind of, uh, form an analogy like a, a cancer that's slowly growing inside you, you know, and then, all of a sudden, you realize you got it, and oh boy, uh, there's not much we can do now. Um, this long COVID stuff is really getting serious now, and, yeah. and that that is the one that is really uh, keeps me up at nights right now. Well, I, and you I, have keeps, in, in some of your reports, you have actually come come back to it because it's not just one or two things. There is just really it's terrifying to a point. Research, which naturally this is just it's 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 coming out because we're now getting people that have you know been infected infected for as long as it has, and we're seeing the real side effects. The the the, the consequences of the long COVID are in are really scary. I um yeah I mean all of a sudden all these ones start popping up about people losing their vision, 
the brain inflammation is the scariest one because that's eventually going to work its way to throughout your entire body. Um, you know, sudden deaths are certain that occur for people that have supposedly been recovered. And I'll, I'll put it this way. Uh, there's a new metric out that uh, the U.K. is using now. And, and instead of just looking at the deaths on a daily basis, they go back and they, they track a person from 28 days from when they first tested positive and look at the death rate from that. And what they're seeing is this. And I noticed this back in September. I was like, holy buckets, this is not looking good. Is There's a trend towards the baseline, you know, as we go through these little mini waves that we're getting right now, uh, and then it returns to a low level. The low level is, is getting higher and higher. It just keeps elevating. And the same thing is occurring in the, uh, the deaths throughout the globe. So uh, there's there's more to it going on than just uh, a, a COVID infection. And it's got to be, uh, you know, due to this long COVID that's going on right now. From what you, what, what you just said, I want to make sure we clear. I mean, I, I've understood what you just said correctly. What you're saying is now that the research is showing that 28 days after an infection, the death rate is actually getting higher. We might not have as many infections, but the consequences of the infections seem to be far greater. Is that correct? You you nailed it. Oh, yep. Yeah. That's uh, that's what's going on. And, and, you know, and the other thing that I need to point out is um, – in the United States, we're starting to see a little uptick in the deaths again uh, right now. And um, using my uh, my method to backtrack it, it's in my, one of my older newsletters, you can kind of get an idea of how many cases are actually out there based on just these underreported death rates that are coming out daily. And uh, when I looked at it today, it's up to 300. It was down around 250 last week. So if I uh, apply my calculations to that, we are looking at roughly uh, 300,000 new cases per day that are not even reported. Mm. We're we're reporting about 23,000 a day right now um, because there's no testing. (laughs) That's that's part of it. The other thing is we're we're building, we do, are building up our our hybrid immunity through vaccination and, and natural immunity from previous infections. And what we're seeing is the new variants are causing more, more kind of uh, mild flu-like initial symptoms. But the problem is that thing is burying deep into your organs and, and causing this long COVID that we are see, seeing manifested now. So um, it, it's kind of a, a strange situation going on right now. And I would estimate there is at least, probably 10 million cases walking around out there in the United States right now of uh, people with COVID. Which... Which brings up something you put on your your current current report that's out today. And this one stopped me in my tracks. And I'm just going to read. This is a a tweet you reposted from TACT. COVID uh, 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 lungs. Viral presence in the lung up to 359 days after... The uh, acute phase of the disease, including the patients with negative, uh, you know, swab tests of their schnoz, the lung of PC patients are characterized by the accumulation of of uh, the type two cells. And so, basically, what your the research is showing is that even if you are long cured, 
that they are finding COVID in your lungs up to a year later. And then on top of it, it brings up talking about women that had COVID during their third trimester and how that's affecting the babies that are being born of this. I mean, this is this this is a disease which I mean, it's it's stunning at how many ways it can come at you. It, it really is. And we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg, as as you alluded to earlier. We're, we're finally getting enough data points in, in time since the initial infections to really start uh, discerning some of the, the uh, complications from long COVID. And uh, good luck getting that out of your system once it's embedded deep into your organs. Uh, I, what are you going to do? Uh, I did try to publish a few immune studies that might help us out down the road, but these things are basically in their infancy, and um, without proper funding, they'll probably never uh, reach a viable status where it's going to really benefit us. Um, and, and then I'll throw this on top of it: the, uh, the Biden administration is not going to—they're uh, not going to continue funding our wastewater. Uh, monitoring systems. Uh, it, it wasn't even in the last budget. Yeah. And uh, a lot of that's up to the states. That is one of our best early warning uh, systems that we got now that we don't test anymore. And it, it's also useful for other diseases they're finding, you know, polio and uh, measles, all kinds of things that we can discern from our wastewater samples that, uh, you know, that could disappear too. And, and where does that leave us? Uh, you know, well, and the science and the science behind that is amazing because it's as you talk like measles. Well, it it was prior to COVID. If all of a sudden it would take three or four people going and getting you know being diagnosed at a hospital for measles, and they realize, okay, we got a problem here. But by that point, you've already got massive spread. This is a way to kind of keep really a, a finger on the pulse. I also will say this: one of the things I found to be amazing about this COVID and the long COVID, the long term things, is how it's changed because. We remember it was, you know, you'd lose your taste, sense of taste. You might get hyper, really drowsy, fatigue and stuff like this. But now it's the rise in the hospitalizations, kidney, cardiovascular problems, blood clots, pulmonary issues, fatigue, diabetes, mental health. I mean, these 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 other problems, which weren't initially I don't want to say weren't initially part of the problem. I think we're maybe overlooked to a point, but. Now we're starting to see that this is more than just losing your taste, sense of taste, that the long-term COVID, the people that are getting it, and the people that are getting it now that are having these other cases, the consequences seem to be far more, and I don't know if this is the right term, but robust than than what we've seen in the past. Oh, yeah, the, the severe outcomes. You know, as, as this thing, uh, you know, keeps going through its mutations, it's about done with the spike mutations, but... Uh, that that mainly affects the transmissivity and the infectivity. Um, it's starting to go into the body of the virus, and, and I think that's uh, partially responsible for all these other manifestations we have coming out of the, the long COVID uh, uh, outcomes that we're seeing now. And um, you know, we're we there's some. Just some simple things we can do, like uh, you know, retrofitting our, our HVAC systems and and encouraging masking and distancing and things like that. We we got to slow this down. It, it, I've never seen a, a, the uh, amount of mutations at this rate of any virus uh, that I can remember in recent history. So um, 
if we don't slow down this, this long COVID, we're going to be dealing with it for decades. I'll, I'll put it that way. And, um, we don't want that. We don't want to leave that on our younger generation, as you alluded to, with all these uh, new studies on the infants and, and the young people and what they're they're going to have to go through. So uh, we got a lot of thinking to do, and I, I feel like the, the snowball has rolled down the hill where us scientists that are going, hey, wait a second, wait a second, we can't stop that sucker now, and uh, it's it's worrisome. It really I, I, I think the, the thing which is crazy is that, you know, it, it's, you know, I, I've never seen a disease where we basically, the most layman of us all have just determined it doesn't cause a problem. You don't see that people doing that with like cancer. You know, they just say, well, right. cancer is not a problem anymore. Grab me some smokes. You know, they just don't do that. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, but yet with this, they want to so much because I think so many people were, they were so... Annoyed with their their interruption of their lives that they had, that the idea of they just kind of downplay it and still act, well, this this is no longer a problem when it still is a problem. Can I ask you where in the United States right now in the U.S. where is the worst uh, you know the rates right now? Do you know? Uh, the Midwest is kind of experiencing the worst worst problems right now, and uh, there's uh, the the new variant of, of that's really starting to raise some some heck is um well you see what's going on in india holy buckets yeah well, why don't you uh, explain that a little bit what, what is going on over there that, that's the uh uh xbb 1.16 uh another one of these recombinant uh viruses um mutations and uh they've had a 400 percent increase in deaths now in the uh, last 28 days the cases just, well, the last three days in a row have set, set records uh, going back. you got to go back almost uh, six months to find levels that, the, that existed in India that, that are currently going on. And remember, India is second to the United States in the most, most uh, COVID infections that uh, have, have occurred in any country. Um, they're starting to stress, we got to get back to testing. We need more masking. Uh, they're starting to panic a little bit over there. Anyways, this XB16 uh, is was first uh, spotted in North Carolina, but um, it's made its way into the Midwest, and we're starting to see uh, impacts. I think Texas uh, is going to be creeping up here pretty good here in the next couple months. Uh, we're not going to see these huge surges because, a, the numbers are underreported, and uh, B, the symptoms, you know, people are like, oh, I just got a mild flu um, with uh, little knowledge that, uh, oh, boy, this could uh, end up being long COVID. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. And, um, boy, we got to keep our, our eye on the ball here because we even got a, a Deltacron <laughs> new mutation. It's a combination of Delta and Omicron. Oh, my gosh. Deltacron? Uh, you know, oh, dear Lord. One next, right, man? All right, so let's let's go through this because I mean I know people are going to be out there and I know they're going to roll their eyes, they're going to shrug their shoulders, they're going to you know they're not going to pshaw, they're going to say this is no big deal. But we need to remind people: if you're not vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you're in a large crowd, wearing a mask is not a worst a bad idea. With spring break going on right now, if you're taking a flight anywhere, a mask is a mandatory thing. I would make an argument. 
And yeah, yeah and, and I just think, you, you know, you've got to be, you still got to be very careful and diligent. I know it. It, it. It's got to the point where my own family rolls their eyes at me because I, I, I tell them new things. They're coming up and they're like, all right, Dad, we've been hearing about this for two and a half years. Enough. It's tough, but uh, I guess I'll just keep plugging along. And uh, there's a lot of us out there that are doing the same. And, um, uh, you know, that's all we can do. And uh, folks like you that are doing your part and, and thanks for mentioning that. You're you're spot on with what we got to do going forward, and uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I will say that uh, you need to follow Doctor Joe's, uh, you know, his blog here at jo- uh, josepheastman.substack.com. You can find it there. I'll put a link to that as well. And just we have to be careful because, like I said, all of a sudden you get one mutation out of India, and all of a sudden we're back to you know DefCon one like we were back in 2020. And I don't. I mean, no one wants to go yeah. back to there, but you know what? If we, if we just don't, still don't take it seriously, that's the surest way we are going to get back there. Yeah, you know, and I, I got to thank you for for plugging that. And I'm getting hospitals subscribing to my newsletter now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe it. You know, it's like, oh, okay, and we're getting a little notice, so maybe we'll build up some momentum and and keep going on but um yeah thank you very much for what you do no no, thank you no seriously thank you for what you do you're the smart one i'm 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 the trained chimp so so you are you are you are fantastic dr joe eastman like i said i'll link to everything a little bit later on thanks dr joe i do appreciate the time yeah you have a wonderful weekend and enjoy the final four i will thank you very much i'm looking towards the frozen four for sure uh dr joe eastman let's take a break come on back wrap up hour number one when we do return it's the matt mcneil show right here on am 950 